This um, is a little play date. Yeah, this is a play date. This is mom. <laughs> can I have JoJo over? <laughs> um, okay, but you have to be home for dinner. But they're oh. doing Sunday dinner here. <laughs> All right. Let me talk to her mom. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Rambling Podcast with Sydney Labuda. Let's spill some tea and talk some shit. Am I right? <laughs> One, two, three, fuck it. Hi everyone, let's crack a lacking. Um, also, trademarking this because someone, I don't remember who, I would give them a shout out if I had any recollection in my brain right now. I simply don't. Someone wrote to me and classified the people who listen to this as ramblers, which I am kind of obsessed with. And I like was going to think of like a thing to call people who listen to this, but I wanted to be careful because I know a lot of other podcasts like do that and I never want to seem like I'm copying anyone and anything but like listen like vibes are vibe and I think calling people who listen to this ramblers is fucking iconic so what's up ramblers um obviously I'm Sydney Labuda if I wasn't then I have been kidnapped and someone is impersonating me but you'll know because they won't be as cool as me when you listen to them um today is a really fun crazy kooky cool episode and there's a few reasons for that number one it's so i'll tell you right now like i'm recording this on a tuesday night and i just came off of doing a tuesday live which was super exciting like if you watched this tuesday live i'll just like jog your memory this is the one where we did a bunch of housewife taglines which was super super fun um and i loved it i was joined on that tuesday live by two co-hosts one was penny who is the light of my life but she doesn't speak, so she can't come on the podcast. However, she is my biggest critic. She does give me like little snorts and gurgles and side eyes when she doesn't like my content. So she judges me, but she won't speak. Um, my other co-host from Tuesday Live, who is now just a mere 45 minutes later joining me for this podcast is someone who people have been waiting for. This is an iconic episode. This is an iconic guest. This is one of those name a more iconic duo i'll wait sort of tweets um so tonight i'm being joined by the love of my life my roommate the one and only jojo manassi oh my god no i just butchered your name fuck literally okay the one and only jojo manassi it's a me (laughs) and also i want to let you know looking at my clock right now we're starting this episode at 11.53. So it's basically on the cusp of midnight. Well, I expect nothing less. This um, is a little play date. Yeah, this is a play date. This is mom. <laughs> Can I have JoJo over? <laughs> um, okay, but you have to be home for dinner. But they're oh. doing Sunday dinner here. <laughs> All right. Let me talk to her mom. Hello. <laughs> My mom was a big talk to the mom. Me too. Yeah, of course she was. I was not allowed to stay over anyone's house unless my mom spoke to the mom. Yeah. I always need to give... You know, my mom asked for your phone number. I know. We were in our 20s when we met. (laughs) (laughs) My mom asked for your phone number too. They do the same shit. But the thing that's cool about it now is like... I text your mom. Exactly. Like, your mom, like, I don't care that she has my phone number because I love her. And, like, I would text her. I would talk to her. I would hang out with her without you. And you would do the same thing. So, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, Marianne's my bitch. So, (laughs) but, like, if this was in, like, 2010, it's embarrassing. Because you're like, oh, my God. Like, my love used to be the Me on my orange Envy flip. (laughs) Okay. Bougie with the Envy flip. (laughs) Yeah, okay. No. And you, you don't understand I, do you how stingy Marie was. Do you know what phone I had before that? No. The free, like, Nokia yeah, phone. Yeah, the one that's, like, That black, came with the goes, plan. It just flips open. I had that from six... First of all, I had that phone in sixth grade, but my mom didn't just give it to me. We shared it. Oh. So she had two phones because she didn't want me to have my own phone. She, like, wanted me to be regimented in that way. Mm. And she wants to just keep, like, a freaking eye on me. And I'm not trying to shade my mom, especially because Loki, I know she listens to this podcast. (laughs) She texts me about it. So, hi, mom. I love you. But she legitimately would, like, want to check up on the messages. If I got in trouble, her first thing was, give me your phone. I think I had after my envy maybe 
I wanted a blackberry. Yeah. Wait, could I, that be? No, yeah. That Everyone could be, that could be. had like blackberries had and they were all pinging each other. And what like, was it called? Um, B- BBM. BBM. Yes. And I wanted it so bad. I felt so left out and I wanted it. And no. my dad had one for work mm-hmm. and I was like, can I have one? And he was like, no, you can't. And so my friend Emma, she got a new phone and she was like, oh, you can have mine. But the screen literally like, you know how the screen is like, like you if mean. you touch a computer. Yeah. And it like, like, it almost has like a rainbow. It was that because I had no glass. The glass like all broke out. And there was no like screen store back no. then. So oh that was just God. it. And that was my phone. Did your mom ever print out your text messages? Bitch, of course she did. I... Of fucking course she did. So not only did my parents do that, they would leave it in a place for me to find on my own. And every single time, it was me texting boys. Not only did my parents just see me sexting, they saw me sexting a boy. So they know I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? Like, my mom... Like when I had my first kiss, she got mad at me. She legitimately yelled at me. She, I will never forget this. It's ingrained in my brain. I was upstairs in seventh grade. I was brushing my teeth. I was wearing a legitimate blue polo from Aeropostel. I had a denim skirt on, I think with black leggings underneath and a like bluish teal Aeropostel polo. And like Uggs. Well, my mom wouldn't buy me Uggs either. Oh. So they were from Costco, but sure, we can call them Bear Uggs. Claws. No, they weren't Bear Claws either. They were Costco thugs. Oh, great. You don't understand. No brand. Wow, we were really third tier. We were really at the bottom of the working class. So I'm brushing my teeth and my mom screams upstairs. She's like, Sydney, did you kiss on the playground and homecoming? Because so-and-so's mom just told me that you did. Because he told her. So like, I also didn't tell my mom when I lost my virginity. I told, so I was 15 Mm -hmm. and I told my boyfriend at the time, I was like, I'm not telling my friends. We're telling no one. Like you can't tell your friends because I'm petrified. Well, no, he really didn't. No, he didn't tell anyone because I was petrified that if he, it wasn't about him telling his friends. I didn't care about people knowing that. I was afraid someone was going to tell a parent and then a parent was going to tell a parent and then a parent was going to tell my mom Mm. and I was going to get like grounded. I never (laughs) talked about any of that shit with my parents. Like, my I think like one day I remember my dad like came into my room and was like do we need to have like the talk and I literally was like no No. and he was like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) I was like I can't I would have gotten like secondhand embarrassment and like would have like had like the meat sweats even if I literally the meat sweats right (laughs) I remember one time like my mom like texted me I was like dating someone for a little while at this point and like I was spending a lot of time at his house and um and she was like, oh, um, like, whatever, haven't seen you, hope, hope you're doing well, um, and like, be safe. And I, and because I was an asshole, mm-hmm. like, my first response back to that was, oh, we always are. You're such a dick. Like, Why what an, like, what mom? a fucked up That's thing. So like, I don't know. And she literally was like, didn't need to hear that. Justice for like, Marianne. <laughs> I put monster. that woman through hell growing up like I was such a good kid for so long Mm -hmm. but I think it was like that catholic school like you had to break thing you 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 burst out of there because like you're so sheltered and like to the point where like we would have health class like everyone else would have health class but like we were never taught about sex we were taught about stds that's but we were never talked about with sex protection like you guys all did things like that where you got taught how to put the condom on the banana and all that shit like we didn't do that Okay, wait. I think that might be like a stigma because like I did not fucking. Do okay, that. but you at least had talks about condoms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, did yeah. not because that was a sin. That's legit. I'm doing pathetic. air quotes to, for those that can't see me. <laughs> for everyone except for the two of us, he's doing air quotes. Yeah. I remember after eighth grade, um, that was when a lot of people like were making the switch. Was whether they were like potentially going to St. John. So people were going to private schools and like a few of my friends are going. And I vividly remember I was in the car with my mom and I was like, just so you know, I'm not going to private school. So don't even try me because I won't go. And she was like, well, Sydney, I wasn't planning on like doing that. But just so you know, like I'm, if I was telling you you're going, you're going. And I was like, no, I won't. I'll run away. (laughs) (laughs) I run away so many times. (laughs) 
but like you never actually always come back yeah you never go for good yeah. you get hungry you get hungry what are you gonna eat as a kid so you never experienced this coming to my house because of when you entered my life but where my the like apartment is in my house where oh. like aunt carol used to live ac baby ac baby <laughs> so that used to be a den that upper level and then yeah. the bottom level was a bar so whenever i would have sleepovers with my friends we would sleep in the den because it also had a pull-out bed the couch but that back door was always there. So we would sneak out of the back door, obviously. And depending on who I was hanging out with, so like if I was hanging out with this one friend, like we were both dating guys that were friends and they would ride their bikes to this park in my neighborhood. We'd sneak out, we'd go make, like meet up with them and like hang out at the park. But then if I was hanging out with my theater friends, we'd sneak out and we'd walk to Burger King and we'd walk through the drive-thru. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god. So they sometimes I've done that and they tell you to leave. I know. I know. It's so true. I feel like I I can understand why, but like that Burger King is literally in the town of Blue Point and it gets so little true. action like except the business and move on. So like they never turn to stuff. Do you remember when coning was a thing? When you would go through the drive-through yep. and they'd you'd ask for an ice cream cone and they'd hand it to you and you grab it from the top and you'd like just like and like smash grab it, it. Yeah. or like sometimes you would like take it and like shove it on your forehead and then like drive away. I have a video of me coning in an Applebee's. Do you remember planking? Of course. I should pull it up. I have pictures, I think, on my Facebook of like me and my friends. We were in Ocean Beach and. We were, I don't know, we were just like planking. We were just like such plankers. You that know? was like an early high school thing for me. Wait, also, I'm looking at my Facebook right now. I want to read you the title of some of my Facebook albums. Please do. I'm going to go from the bottom. Okay. Oh, I guess this is someone's name and there's literally one photo in it. It says, DePaulo Blackmail. Okay, cool. This one is from a sleepover and it has someone's name in it. And it says, Best Night with M. Sen, Heart. Cute. The next one, Christmas 10, Heart. The next Christmas. one. Oh yeah, there's two S's. <laughs> the next one says, Wizard of Oz 11, heart. The next one just says, iPod. The next one was my sister's birthday. It says, Sam's birthday, heart, heart. two Y's. The next one, orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> the next album says, stuff. The next one says, CM, heart. Cute. From CM, like junior Classic, rehearsals. Yeah. The next one, I want to let you know, this album has zero items. There's not even a cover photo. It says, Blue Point Elementary, but it actually doesn't say elementary. It says Blue Point Elementary. Because <laughs> I spelled it wrong. <laughs> the next one, Florida Eleven Heart. The next one, Springish. The next one, Eighth Heart. <laughs> the next one, Winter Eleven. <laughs> the next one, Oldies Heart. These are when they get good. You were you in they- eighth grade in 2011. Yeah, you're old. Damn. The next one, yeah, cuz, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, this one's really embarrassing. This crazy world we live in. You know what? Trail. I had the foresight of a fucking monk. Yeah. The next one, summer days with Z's. Mm-hmm. The next one, old days, yo. Okay, and the cover photo was me as Princess Jasmine in Epcot as a child. Oh, perfect. Great. The next one, Duda. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, somehow also Christmas 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you found more pictures. And the next one says, I don't know how to explain this. It just says first name Toll. Hmm. Okay. Okay. The next one, getting by. And you know what? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? The next one, casual, but the A at the end is capital. The next one, this must have been when I was in Hairspray because it's called You Can't Stop the Beat. <laughs> Thank God. These photo booth, like thermal. I know. That was like the sleepover thing. <clears throat> Florida 12. Oh, this was from my communion or no, my confirmation. confirmation. It says praise in the Lord. That's how you knew I didn't take that shit seriously. Right. <laughs> um, Seuss 2012, Joseph 2012, Summer 2012, Untitled Album. I have an album from when I had a Tinder for four minutes, and it's just called Tinder. I know. I tried very hard for that cleavage in that photo. And it says, <laughs> have a good day across my boobs. Right. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, then they get pretty normal after that. I had like some pretty like wild things on MySpace. I remember I used, I made my brother do a photo shoot with me. Um, I was like, so I was like, oh, like Michael, take some pictures of me in hats. And like, my brother's very like, wait, artsy. I want you to say that sentence like one more time. Michael, take these pictures of me in hats. 
don't forget, as I said previously, I had a very sheltered life. So at the time, I was like, that's really exciting. Like, oh my God, look at all these hats. I have an idea. Take this picture of me in a hat. And I had this one, I remember, this lavender fedora. And so I made my brother, I like literally had it on. I like tipped it down and I took like our dining room table chairs and I sat it and my brother was like, oh, like lean against the wall and like lean over it like this, like on the back of the chair. And those were like, I had a whole photo shoot of me on a chair with fedoras. Yeah. Did you have MySpace? Were you so, too young for that? I was old enough to have MySpace, but my mom was a prison guard and <laughs> she didn't let me have it. By the time she let me have Facebook or let me have like anything, like Facebook was already kind of starting. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. So MySpace was like washed out. However, I had such bad FOMO about it that I made a MySpace anyways, but I couldn't do anything with it. Like there was no one to communicate. No one used it anymore. Right. Everyone's MySpace accounts were like ghost accounts at this point. Yeah. And I used the MySpace incorrectly, completely public, no privacy whatsoever. So if you, and this is for anyone, if you want to do something right now while you listen to this for fun, Google my name. I challenge you all to Google Sydney Labuda. I want you to see how many fucking photos of me come up from every year of my life. I bet you're on there. If you Google my name, I would guarantee tons of photos of you, Jared, Danielle, everyone who's in my life, people who I haven't spoken to in years, they probably come up. If I have a photo with you, it comes up. Wow. Because I fucked up so hard making a MySpace out of FOMO. Um, what was your AIM username? You this have to say so it. This is so embarrassing. Mine's embarrassing too. I wouldn't ask if mine was cool. So mine was... <laughs> say it. <laughs> Star in training 94. <laughs> At AIM.com. Okay, yours is more embarrassing It's horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Okay, mine though, mine wasn't great. It was Miss Awesome 23. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then at she one point, confidence. she had confidence. Wait, but then I got self aware and then randomly I changed it to SIDS with six Z's, one, two, three, four. So it was Miss Awesome 23. And then I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And I made it SIDS, one, two, three, four. Oh my God, at Danielle's wedding. Danielle's wedding ended and obviously it was an open bar. And like right. her wedding was amazing and we were like in the bridal party and then it was also the eve of my birthday. So like the party just didn't fucking stop because like we were celebrating them and then midnight happened and everyone was like taking shots and like we did like a little birthday shot. Like we were just going, going, going. And like Jojo literally like saw like a new planet from how drunk he was. Planet and we like X. Planet X. And like literally we were like in our friend's hotel room and like we were all still in our wedding clothes and he was like, oh, can we go to our room? Like I just want to get changed. And I was like, okay, like I'll walk you. He like walks on the walls. <laughs> You literally, I don't even understand like what happened and like, and you were like, I'm just going to get changed and then we can go back. I went to the bathroom, I came out and you were in bed. Right. <laughs> you were like, good night. Um, okay. So something that I think is like interesting, I feel like people have said this to me and to us in the same room and maybe they said it to you too. Like, I feel like people get really surprised when they find out like how long we've been friends. Mm-hmm. And like how we even like, I guess like met. Yeah, I think people just think that we've been like friends for life. People are surprised when they find out that like technically we met because of Jared, but also I guess like, no, we didn't really meet because of Jared. Like we met at Pippin. Right. And you just like were seeing the show. Yeah. And then you came backstage and we literally became best friends in two seconds. I literally walked, I walked past <laughs> every single person I knew in the show and walked right up to him and was like, who are you? You literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were so iconic. Yeah. Your boots were amazing. And also, I'm pretty sure I saw the show that the crown got stuck to your tights. You did. And you were like, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, you did. You definitely did. Because I remember being like, I thought that was so smart. And then Bruce yelled at me. <laughs> and you were like, but no, that was amazing. It was so good. But I thought you were so like perfect. And I didn't ever see you before. And yeah. like, Cap is my old stomping ground, you know? So yeah. like, I, when a new person comes in and I don't know them, I'm going to find out. Especially if they're talented. Right, right. So I was like, must be friends. But then... But then... Weirdly we find out oh yeah yeah I know that we're saying. like connected through like six degrees of separation like tons of people. all those things so both of our or i should say like someone who was a childhood friend a childhood best friend to each of us our friend rosie grew up being best friends with jojo and then like it didn't necessarily like stop for any reason but their lives just like separated and they didn't live close to each other and then like around that time i stopped doing shows out in suffolk county That's yeah exactly you lived like way too far so then like around that time that that segment of your lives kind of like ended 
me and Rosie became best friends. Which is crazy. Like, I just missed you. Literally, like, just like that. And, like, we knew so many of the same people. Like, especially you. But, like, I've said this before. Like, also Jared, too. Because there's, like, one person who, like, knew all of us. And, like, you guys were tight with. And, like, I would, like, see her. And, like, she would post about you guys. Or, like, she'd be hanging out with you guys. Or she would talk about you guys. And, like, I always heard the name, like, Jojo Manassi, Jojo Manassi. And I was like, I don't know who that is. But the funny thing is, like, there's, like, fully pictures of us, like, at people's parties. In like, the same room. But, like, not interacting. Nope. But, like, it'll be, like, a picture of, like, you and, like, I'm in the mirror in the back of the picture. Like, that's wild. We found a photo on my Instagram. And it was from a New Year's Eve party? Question yeah. Mark? New Year's Eve party. And it was of, like, me, that girl Rosie, and then our other friend. And if you look, like, in the background of the photo, JoJo is in the background along with Brooke, Jared's sister. I think... Jared might have also been in the photo. And then it was like other people who I... I don't know if Jared was in the photo, but I know for a fact that Jared was my New Year's kiss that night. It, it's so crazy <laughs> to me because like that night I remember so vividly and like I remember so many things that happened and like we've talked about them that like we were there for the exact same things and it's almost like I remember every single person that was there except for you guys like mm. who are now the most like pivotal people in my life like you don't remember me from that night but do you know what's what it's not that I don't remember you I didn't remember like meeting you it's not like I like went out of my way and been like oh like that girl Sydney that I just met I do remember though walking in and seeing Rosie and being like Rosie and us standing up and hugging and you and Rosie and someone else were sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to Rosie. Right. Like that, I was right other. there. It's so weird. weird. So weird. And then so whatever. So flash forward a million bajillion years and we meet and we met at Pippin and then... And that was only... Four years. Wow. I know. This summer it'll be like five years, but whatever. For all intents and purposes, four years ago... We meet at Pippin, and then um, we did All Shook Up together. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, being at rehearsals with you and, like, just, like, sitting and talking to you. Yep. And, like, everyone would be doing things, and we just, like, sit and talk. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, wait, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know. No, but, like, that's the thing. Like, it's so true. Like, this late in life, when you meet people and you connect with them in that way, like, it is for a reason because you don't need new friends. Like, right. you have your people. So, like, if you meet someone that's that special, like, I feel like they're, like, in your life for a reason. Like, you, like, truly love and need them. I've told you this. Like, I felt like I had, like, a sixth sense with you. Mm -hmm. Like, even before we were as close as we are now, like, I could just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like I could tell when you were upset. A very like, specific example comes to mind. Yeah. I'm not going to say the whole no, story, but, but there I'm was one the day, but not even the text thread. There was a day, Sydney, I, during All Shook Up. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I literally walked into the dressing room and I was like, I need to talk to you. And you were like, what, what's wrong? And I was like, this is what happened. And you were like, I knew it. <laughs> the words like out of your mouth were, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I don't know why though. Cause I'm not like, I'm not <clears throat> someone who's like, oh yeah. Like I know I fucking knew it. I called it. No, no, no. I didn't mean it. Like I genuinely like you could knew see. it. Yeah. Like I could tell. And like, I don't know. Like it was just like always a thing. And then I remember one day I was texting again, Rosie, cause she's a fucking icon. And she like said something to me. And she was like talking about platonic soulmates. And mm. I was like, what's that? And then I think one day you brought it up, right? Mm -hmm. Was it you? Mm -hmm. You brought it up. And I was like, oh my God. Like, wait, this is so cool. Because like in my brain, I always thought like a soulmate was like a person just like romantically. Mm -hmm. That like you were like with and like that was your person till the end and then like you and rosie both talked about it and i was like oh my god and we were like wait we're literally platonic soulmates mm -hmm. like we're in love with each other just not romantically like we and get that's it. like just as important like for sure your friends are just as important as your partner my mom used to call that kindred spirits wait so that's what i was gonna say yeah so i did research and on all the different types of soulmates and like Ooh. kindred spirits and things like that so Basically, the bare bones of what is a soulmate. Two people who are soulmates feel like they are linked on a soul level in a significant or extraordinary way. It's the sense that your link transcends the earth plane, transcending the practical details of your relationship like being coworkers or lovers, something much more brought you together or is at play. You might feel like you know each other in a past life or that your souls just agreed to meet up in this life. So there's like the romantic one, which is like everyone kind of understands. Then there's things called soul ties. Past life soulmates. Oh, this one. Oh, this one isn't us, I don't think, but I thought this one was karmic soulmates. Ooh. A 
Tell Karmic's, me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Oh, and I will. Karmic soulmates and sometimes called wrecking ball soulmates. Instead of thinking as karma as a good or a bad thing, think of it as a system of punishment and reward. Think of it as merely a neutral energy of cause and effect. The earth plane is very much a dimension of cause and effect. We create karma with the other people in time through small and significant interactions. Every interaction with another person creates an energy that can translate into karma. This isn't anything to fear, but something to be mindful of. Karmic relationships may come into our lives as change agents who facilitate through positive, negative, or neutral interactions. Opportunities or invitations to improve our karma. Um, keep in mind the soul craves new experiences, growth, and evolution. So I think karmic soulmates are kind of like when people say like, oh, you're going to get karma for that, good or bad. Like mm. a person in your life because like maybe you were with them in a past life. Like, okay, this might be dramatic, but let's say in a past life, I saved you from a burning building. If you were my karmic soulmate, maybe in this life, you would hire me and give me like the best job of my life. Gotcha. And then, That's very interesting. Yeah, right? The alternative, let's say in a past life, we dated and I like cheated on you and treated you terribly. And then in this life, you like steal my significant other from me. Mm. Also karmic, just bad. Okay, so twin flames. Okay. Yeah, this is where this we're is at. A, yeah. <laughs> this popular term describes an intense soul connection. And some people believe that twin flames are actually one soul that was split into two bodies. I know. I feel like that's cute. Yeah, right? According to the theory, twin flames can love, challenge, teach, and heal each other in a very unique and powerful way. While some believe the twin flame is the ultimate romantic partner, remember, every relationship you enter with another person, romantic or otherwise, has the potential to help you. A twin flame twin to flame me, like, like that, buddy. that's what I was going to say. Cause like, think like, I don't know if it's the word twin. Like I feel like I couldn't describe my significant other as a twin. No, that would be weird, weird. Right. And yeah. like, also like, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I don't want to date someone that's like a carbon copy of me. Right. I want someone to be balanced. Common, yeah. Common interests <clears throat> and similarities. Like obviously there's certain things you have to agree on to make a relationship work, but I want there to be like differences. Like, I don't know, like that's your person for life. Right. So you don't want to be just like robots to each other. Right. That's fucking lame. You, on the other hand, like, I always need you to agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm going to be so, I'm going to spiral. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like one of those things where I feel like we're like, okay, if I'm in like a situation where I'm like worst case scenario, like I feel like I'm going crazy. No one sees what I'm seeing. Like no one's on my side. Like everyone's telling me I'm wrong. Like literally everyone, Jared, like no matter who it is, everyone, I will count on the fact that you have my back. No, I will always support you no matter what. And then if it's, but genuinely like you friend. don't like do anything that's like that drastic that I'm like oh you shouldn't do that Thank like <laughs> but I will say like it is very convenient about our living situation because whereas in the past if like I could sense that like you were feeling like sad I had to like call you or text you and like mm -hmm. you could you usually answer me but like let's say like you're really going through it and you're like oh I don't want to answer you yeah. like I'll just like send you like a screenshot of like me trying to FaceTime you and like yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. But like now I can just walk into your room and yeah, be like, like what's wrong? Escape. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a good thing. I think it's like a sense for both of us. Like it's like a sense of like accountability, mm -hmm. which is cool. And like that's like a good transition because that's like another thing I wanted to talk about. I think living with people who aren't someone you're dating, especially if you're not like in college and you're not just like dorming, like there's obviously a risk factor moving in with friends. People will say like, oh, don't move in with your best friend. Like don't move in with friends in general. Like just just don't do it because it could, you know, it could ruin things. Like it's better to start fresh with someone as a roommate and then develop a friendship instead of like taking a friend and then living together. And do you know what's wild? My mom would probably say the complete opposite. She would probably be like, you should move in with your best friend. Why wouldn't you move in with someone that you know that you like vibe with and like you'll always get along and like if you want to go out, like they probably also want to go out. If you don't yeah. want to go out, like maybe they don't too. Like you have a lot of the same friends. Like so if you want to have people over, people can come in and it's not like weird like, oh, they invited all their weird friends over that yeah. I don't like. You have to just like hide in your room. Yeah. We share so many of the same friends and even the friends that like you have that like I'm not directly in that friend group. I'm still matter. friends with all of them. Yeah. And like, <laughs> we'll still hang out and like vice versa. You will bring home like a friend that you meet in like a show or like whatever and like And we'll we're up out. till four in the morning. Making like music videos. <laughs> We're rolling in shit outside, <laughs> making nachos. And like drinking tequila, like yeah, thinking like we that we're going to get an, a nice early to bed moment, but wake up and vomit everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> 
that's a story for another day. Another day, another day. I don't know. I can kind of understand like the theory and like the thought process behind it because it's kind of like when people say like don't meet your heroes because like I guess like the thought is you have this like wonderful coveted like friendship and like yeah you might fight because friends fight but like if you move in together like you're putting so much at stake like hanging out with someone or having a sleepover with someone is like so different than like literally sharing a space with them so I can understand where it came from but that being said I just like was never worried. Yeah, like, sure. Here's the thing. Like, yes, I see what you're saying, but also our friendship, like, me and you, and also, like, me and Jared, mm-hmm. and obviously you and Jared, our friendship level is, like, different than just, like, best friends. Like, we were just talking about, like, being platonic soulmates. Like, yeah. that's one thing. Jared is literally, like, my brother. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, moving in with, like, my brother. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, I'm just worrying about, like, us, like, we just met in college and, like, we're besties from college. Like, I I've known him since like we were teenagers he's seen so much of me he's seen the good the bad the ugly like yeah. you even though I've only no- known you for four years have seen the good the bad the ugly but that's what's so crazy to me like time is a wonderful thing because like you and Jared is a great example and like you and most of our friends mm-hmm. but like not to toot my own horn but as like the person who's kind of inserted all of your myself in all of your lives only the past four years like I do feel as though like I'm some of the deeper connections in your guys's lives yeah for sure so like it really is truly sometimes about compatibility so yeah you could move in with someone you just met in college and like less would be at risk I guess because you would have less to lose but like you move in with Jared and you're literally like brothers so yeah let's say you guys get in a blowout fight it's like actually not really gonna change anything it's just gonna be like you said living with your brother right and then like we kiss and make up in the end (laughs) yeah but like also like basic little things like you texting us being like which one of you flat foots shaved and left hair on the sink counter and like yeah is it annoying and inconvenient sure but like you're not gonna like go and like talk shit about me to other people like we address the problem here and then we fix it and then like we move on like that is the the end like i don't think (laughs) which one are you flat foots (laughs) (laughs) that's a direct text (laughs) I don't think you, me, or Jared, honestly, like, have it in us to be the roommate that's controlling. Right. Or the roommate that's fighting. Like, if there was something that one of us did that bothered the other in that type of way, like, we would, we'd be honest about it, we'd put it in the group chat, and we'd have a conversation about it, but... It wouldn't be like a, I, like, this is my apartment. Like, I rule this. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. Because, like, my biggest thing, too, is, like, us living together. I think respect and privacy and not crossing lines are so important. So, like, while, yes, like, I'm unconditionally comfortable with you in every circumstance of life and there's, like, no boundaries, I feel like when we moved in together, I almost, like, set new boundaries for myself. Because, like, yeah, like, if I know, like, you're home all day, right? Like, let's say you're off. But I hear you're in your room watching TV. TV with like the door shut I'm not just gonna like barge in your bedroom because like yeah that would be easy and we'd have a good time and it would be fun but like this is still your safe space yeah. and like I just have like an unspoken understanding that like yeah we can hang out all the time like and we can do like what we did yesterday where we just like hung out in my bed but like you also and I and him like we're all owed our own privacy mm-hmm. so you also have to live with people I think that have the self-awareness and the common sense to get it because we do that we have like an I feel like unspoken like we just like know when to like give the other one just like yeah their time because like at the end of the day we all like work our butts off and yeah. like sometimes like you just need a day to just like yeah. chill and not do anything but like again like we have a living room like we can all come out here and like chill but like also like if you guys ever like needed to talk to me like no you'd, you'd be like, like hey yeah and that that's like another thing like I know like okay let's say like Jared and I got in a fight and like you're in there with your door closed like yeah you're having your private time and I wouldn't abuse that but like you said like I know that I could knock on your door and be like can I come lay with you <laughs> and you'd be like sure yeah <laughs> let's watch <a> Love Island <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fucking tape. I feel like a fucking tape. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor? No, I've actually never watched The Bachelor in my life, which people get very surprised at with me. But it's because I'm so attached to like reality television that feels like the drama is real, and I just can't help myself but think everything on The Bachelor is super fake. Okay, I, I don't know. am not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I've never watched it before in my entire life. I did watch it yesterday. Like the new season? It was the first episode of the new season and I it got to the point where like I need to see what all the hubbub's about. So I watched it and it was honestly super entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I was like waiting. Like he was giving out all the roses and I was like, 
I was like, I knew it was going to be that girl. And then, like, there was so much drama. And, like, it was only the first episode. And I was like, I can't wait for the rest. And, like, I really want to, like, dive into this new culture. Well. But. I don't know. I mean, listen, maybe I'll catch up on the first episode and we could do Bachelor Night. We should do that. It's Monday like, nights. Like, what else you... do we do on Monday nights? Like, Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I know a lot of people do that. They do, like, Bachelor Night or Bachelorette Night, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll see how long it lasts. Like, if I'll, like, stick to the whole thing. Like, that's why, like, if you watch it, like, it would give me a reason yeah, to, like... Yeah, it would be, like, a routine. Right. I watched The Bachelor and I liked it. <laughs> Who are you these days? <laughs> we don't even know you. You live into the same room as me. <laughs> Another thing that I think made living together super easy, and I know like I've seen it in different Tuesday things. There was like something that kind of came up tonight. Remember the thing with like the roommate and mm-hmm. the boyfriend? We have like a lot of the same common sense about things like and Jared too respect etiquette yeah like we i don't know like some people really like i guess don't want to just like share and like split things equally and like like everything was just like a split like we just like got it and i don't i know some people don't so i guess that's another risk of like moving in with friends but like again there was just no right because like at the end of the day if it's like in a space that we're all like in like our i don't know christmas decor Mm -hmm. like why did I say it like that? Decor. Christmas decor. Like, that's something that, like, it's something that we all utilize and enjoy and have to look at, and it's in our space. Like, why wouldn't we all chip in and split it? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Except for, like, when Daddy Jared, like, high-key will be like, oh, hey, guys, I bought this, like, <laughs> entire piece of furniture I for know. us. And we'll be like, oh, how much? And he goes, don't worry about it. And we go, <sighs> I know. I'm like, okay. How many times am I going to say literally in this, by the way? You know what? You should do a count. If I did, it would be really unfortunate, but I'll do it. Mm, This is the thing with it. Like literally for me, I say that a lot too, but for me, my bad one, I know what it is. It's like, Mm. it's, it's I think I say that too. Vicious. I think I'm just illiterate. But you know what? No, you're not illiterate. (laughs) It's just, it's never going to change. And I know this about myself and listening to myself when I edit these podcast episodes, I hear it and I'm like, damn. And I said it in the trailer, I was like, maybe this will be something where I hold myself accountable for saying like and for cursing. I don't curse on here that much, but like, I actually realize I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I want to curse, I'm, I'm a curse. curse. No, because like, this is the thing, like when I'm cursing on here, I'm not just like shooting my mouth like a truck driver. It's if I'm saying something with like passion or maybe like humor, I don't know. Like if it comes out with like an F-bomb or like, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like pretend I'm like something I'm not like I curse it, yeah. it is what it is I'm no, not I like this because like this is this is like feels like safe and like it's like basically like a conversation like we were talking about but also like I've done interviews for things like for college and oh for God. the yeah. theater and stuff where I am sitting there and I'm talking and like I like get on a tangent and like I'll be talking and then like I'll sit there and I'll spiral for like five minutes and like I'll play back every word I just said because I'm like did I just curse? Mm-hmm. Like, how would I know? Like, I, it's it's a part of my vocabulary at this point where, like, words will just come out of me. So, like, right. here, like, it's if it comes out, it comes out. Like, yeah, that's I the end of it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm glad you say that because, like, the most important thing was that I want it to feel like you are just, like, chilling with your best friends and, like, whatever. Just, like, people you genuinely find entertaining and interesting, like, having a fucking conversation. And it's not, like, trying to be anything else. Just Slay. Good. Slide, big slide. That's what I want. Did you have like any anxiety about us moving in together? Not about us moving in together in the respect of me being like, this could go like south in any way. The biggest one is like the rent paying. Oh, well that's just like like, moving into an apartment. Then no, because like genuinely like I, I knew for myself, like if I'm going to live with someone, it is going to be one of three things. Ready? It is going to be the situation I'm in right now Mm -hmm. with like my best friend friends and like essentially family Mm -hmm. with a significant other or by my motherfucking self correct and that is it i have no interest in anything else i wouldn't do anything else either like that's it i had anxiety about us moving in together like it wasn't about us like in the sense of like what if it doesn't work i had anxiety it was more so about myself like i was like this is someone who like i consider to be like my best friend and like we have such like a untainted friendship like not that it 
hasn't experienced like real things but like it's just like nothing has ever like brought it down so I was like what if the experience of like now not living like essentially like an hour away from each other and like living across like a hallway like brings out things that you don't enjoy in me okay first of all <laughs> how many times have I driven the hour to your house and got there and like pushed your door open and been like I wish I lived down the block. I know. Like I I the that drive was as you know painful. Painful. And then we would have sleepovers that turned into like three days. Yeah. And my car was hanging on by a, a prayer. Yeah. I had no AC and it was I would drive more than 30 minutes and the engine would overheat. <laughs> and so the anxiety of having to drive from Rockville Center to Blue Point every time I wanted to hang out with you would literally make me sometimes be like, oh, I can't and would just stay home. Yeah. And like, that's not what I want. Right. Like, that's not bringing me inner peace. <laughs> <laughs> It's not making my world go round. Like, <laughs> what's bringing me inner peace is pushing the door open to your house and being greeted by Penny and Annabelle and getting a homemade dark chocolate peanut butter cup <laughs> pushed into my mouth by your mom. <laughs> and then going up to your closet room and sitting there while you dress yourselves for, <laughs> for three hours. And then going out to the dive yes. and then going home and playing video games and watching movies and with Jared. A fat bowl. With Jared. Yeah. That was what brought me inner peace. And the mm -hmm. fact that it had to be a three day experience because I didn't want to drive home after the experience or like I and then I would stay there and then I'd be talked into staying again because I have no self control. And honestly, I feel so safe and comfortable at your house and, and I had my own room and like yeah, everything worked out for me. So like room. it was That's iconic. True. I have to say, you're, like, making my house sound like fucking Disney World. No, it was great. It was great. <laughs> but, like, I would have loved to have that, to have had that be a thing that I could do, like, like that. Mm -hmm. And now it is. So I don't, I didn't have that anxiety, mm -hmm. like, in that way. Because mm -hmm. all I've ever wanted, but even Jared. Jared did not live necessarily close to me either. No, yeah. No, so, well, you were just so. I know. I didn't even know Rockville, Rockville Center, Center was a fucking town. All I knew of it was was a stop on the Babylon LIRR station. And the station only thing I knew about Blue Point train. was the beer. Correct. So Go fucking rent. There you go. Oh my god. So this is like literally a dream come true. This is best case scenario it for is me. Best case scenario. And so no, no anxiety. But also that'll never happen. Obviously, like me and Jared moving in together was like a thing we were going to do. But like the way that I saw it, and like I think he saw it the same way too, was like we are not planning on breaking up. So we have the rest of our lives to live one-on-one. -on -one. So as people who have like kind of never experienced that like almost like new girl style, like living with your friends, loft, just like whatever, like we're young, like, and it's full of love. And it's like, like you said, it's establishing like a family, like in a space, like you live together, you pay bills together, you grocery shop together. Like, it's so cute. It's just so cute. Yeah. And like, and like, this is the shit I'm going to talk about. Like, if you guys yeah. get married. It's, no, exactly. <laughs> In my best man's speech. Exactly. I mean, like, we could, like, buy a house and you could still live with us. Oh, thank you. I mean that. You could live in our basement. Crazy Uncle Jojo. <laughs> so, like, under the stairs, you just, like, come out for, like, pasta with butter and cheese and you're like, thank you. Like, hey, Carol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to come. But oh, I'm glad you feel that way and yeah. you don't feel the way that I was afraid you were going to feel. No. The relationship that we three have is so uniquely yeah. di and like drastically different than like what other people would like describe as like a best friendship. Mm -hmm. Like we are so much closer than that. Like, like I said, like Jared and I brothers, you and I have matching fucking tattoos. Oh my God. I forgot to even bring that up. <laughs> they like light up. <laughs> we got these, me and Jojo got matching tattoos on his birthday. Um, we just kind of like planned it, but we didn't plan it that far in advance. No. Like we talked about it for like a week. Like we always knew we, we wanted were like, to get matching tattoos. Should we do this? Yeah. We knew we wanted to get them, but we didn't pick no what? what. We didn't pick when. And then like, it kind of was like one of those situations where you were like, what if like we did something like this? And I was like, oh my God, I love that. And like, I've always wanted like a Lotus tattoo mm -hmm. on me anyway, but I didn't know like where, and I have so many tattoo ideas like in my head, but mm -hmm. I like pretty much where I would want them. But like, that was always one, like I was like, oh, like I could get it there, but I always wanted something else 
I'm talking about my forearm for those that can't see me. Because you want to get those moons. Right. And so, like, I'm like, I don't know if, like, I should do it there because, like, that'll take away from that thing. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get on the other side. And I was like, oh, is that too much? So, like, this was the perfect spot. And, like, also it's like, we've always talked about wanting finger tattoos yeah. also. So and I was like, perfect. And this was funny because you do this thing. I know. And it was, like, a struggle because, like, a lot of people didn't yeah, want to do this tattoo. Yeah, they don't want to do tattoo. finger tats. People, I guess tattoo shops, I can understand in a way. Like, I think they just don't. Because finger tattoos have, like, a reputation of, yeah, I guess, rubbing off. But they that's don't... so stupid. Because at the end of the day, like, I I know that. And, like, I'm going to get it anyway. So, like, why don't you just take my business? Like, Well, because you're a normal person. But I think that what they're trying to avoid is, like, a Karen who, like, goes to get matching tattoos with her daughters. And then it, like, rubs a little bit. And she's trying to, like, come for them and, like, oh, get a free tattoo again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I kind of yeah. get it, but like we signed contracts and shit. Like right. it wasn't difficult. Um, we are going to get another matching tattoo, but yeah. it's going to be me, Jared and Jojo. It's just that it's taking Jared. It's not that it's taking him convincing because he's like down. I think we just need to like physically drive him there because he doesn't know where he wants it, but we want to get our apartment number tattooed on us. We already have matching necklaces that Jojo got us for Christmas. <laughs> they say 1755 and they're super cute. Um, so we want to get it like in a little typewriter font, like really small, like nothing You know, nothing I think like I want to get mine. I was initially thinking behind my ear. Me I too. think I want to get mine like right on my side boob. Cute. Yeah. I was thinking behind my ear though, but then the other day I was like talking about tattoos and I was like, that would be a cool Well, I would want it, like I was thinking about here too, but the problem is like I, if I ever get a tattoo back here, I want it to go down. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't want it to be like 1755, like that like that way you yeah. know what i mean i don't want it to be like 1775 or like that it's like well, that's on a different its number side. one seven oh my god I, just, <laughs> I literally have dyslexia of numbers <laughs> i do i think i know that i famously say this a lot but i like legitimately can't explain to you how badly i want taco bell right now it might be the tequila shooters we took before recording this podcast <laughs> at midnight <laughs> We were like, you know what we could really use right now? <laughs> a little a, shot of Casamigos. No, a little shot is a bold thing of you to say because those at least specific bottles are two shots. They absolutely are. Absolutely. They're tall. Those are tall shooters. And I'd do it again. I'd do it again. Absolutely. Yes. What are your favorite Disney movies? <gasps> okay, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Because like Belle is like my favorite course. princess. Do you want like a top five, top three? Top three. Okay, Beauty and the Beast, Um, Little Mermaid, and wait, I don't know. If, no, this one's just Disney. Tangled, right? Yeah. Tangled's not Disney Pixar. Okay, those three. Cool. Actually, mm, no, yeah, I'm going to keep it. You can do an honorable Honorable, honorable mention, mention, Little Mermaid 2. Oh, Fucking great sequel. So great good. You melody. Know, you that bitch who's, was real. You know who is so scary? Morgana. I know, I know. She's scarier than Ursula. <laughs> She looks like the fucking like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. No, she looks like a like a skeleton Grim Reaper. I know what you mean. Oh my god, she's horrifying. Yeah. No, I agree, but that is like the only Disney movie where like I'd watch the first one and I'd be like, okay, time to put on the sequel. Ready? Okay, Here go. are mine. Yeah. I have two honorable mentions though. Okay. So top Mulan. Done. Mulan saved ch literally China. Saved China. I, and they were like, oh, we should kill her. And you know, in real life, they did. Okay, two, okay. Tarzan. Phil Collins did not need to go that hard. Wow. Did not need You're to go so... that hard. Oh, I have three honorable mentions. <laughs> you know what? You could just do a top five. Okay. You actually made the rules, might I remind you. All right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, number three, Hercules. And then, okay, honorable mention, The Lion King. Two, I don't actually like the movie. I like certain scenes in the movie, Pocahontas. Um, so... Jojo and I are on hour six of recording this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's okay though. Um, I knew this was gonna happen. But are you? You have participated in Tuesday before. Yes. You've participated in Tuesday Live multiple times. Yes. You literally were in it tonight. So you're comfortable with what we're about to do. You wanna know something funny though? What? I've never, ever, ever written into Tuesday. I know, I know. Oh, right. <laughs> but I feel like the reason that you've never written into Tuesday is I don't have any you... new tea to tell you. Yeah, like anything that happens, you've already told me. Right. So, and like if you needed a, it's different. If you needed like it's my It's Tuesday opinion, every day here at 1755. It's damn true. Like you would just walk into my room. I'm not going to tell you room. where else we live just in case. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stalkers, crazy fans. You don't understand. I'm going to get ransom notes. Um, okay, lo and behold... I've got four piping hot English breakfast tea. Lay it on me. <laughs> okay. This is the first one. I feel like my partner puts way more effort into our relationship than I do, but it's not because I don't love her. She's just so perfect at everything and always knows what to do and say. I want to be just as good to her or just for her to know I love her a bunch. 
that's such like a wholesome, wholesome like yeah. problem to have and i don't mean that in like a diminishing way like i genuinely mean like that like warms my heart that like what's worrying you is like how much you love your significant other and like how to let them know mm-hmm. like your heart is in like the right place obviously right i mean like i can definitely say like and i know you probably can too like there have been times like in a relationship where i have felt like i'm like loving more or i'm putting in more effort not in the sense of like resentment like i work harder at this relationship but almost like in the sense of insecurity like oh my god like i feel like i'm doing more and i'm i love them more and i care about them more than they care about me like do they not care about me and like that can definitely cause a lot of insecurity and anxiety so i feel like that's like what you need to make sure your partner isn't feeling right i feel like i've been on both ends of it though Mm -hmm. like i've definitely been someone that like has put in like so much effort like to the point that it like drives me crazy but also on the flip side like I have also been the one that has been shown a lot of effort and like it's not that I didn't want to it's just there's so many things like sometimes in my life that like if I'm like in a bad place like and someone is showing me a lot of affection I'm my initial instinct is to not be like oh yes like let me do the same so like their partner might be giving them more and like they don't know how to react and respond to it because they're just like it has nothing to do with their partner like right. they're just like mentally it has nothing not to do. in the right place and also so if i could give any advice to this person i almost said caller <laughs> leave a voicemail <laughs> i would say like try and because obviously like you do have to try like yeah, no, the thing do. is like you can't just be like complacent about it and like be like oh no, like, i do love you yeah no. like no that's it's not gonna work um but i think that if you can try and figure out like a big thing and we didn't talk about this today but like i'm curious as to like what your thoughts are on it like what are like love languages and stuff i'm so glad you brought it up like I've talked about this almost every fucking podcast episode. I'm so passionate about this quiz. (laughs) Like, that's such an important thing to, like, have, like, not even just in, like, regular relationships and, like, platonic relationships Mm -hmm. as well. I think it's important, like, to know those specific love languages immediately in any relationship so that you could be like, okay, this is something that I know, like, makes them buzz. And you want to have that constantly. That's a very important thing. So it's like, if you feel like that something is happening and, like, they're giving in more effort and, like, whatever maybe you should then do one more thing for them and think specifically of something that they would love not a random thing yes sometimes random acts of kindness are amazing yeah like like, a nice like oh i got you mcdonald's yeah like that's really sweet but like go above and beyond go that extra step and like really show yourself because like then if you're thinking like oh like i can't do this every day but if i do this one thing like maybe this will like at least show like I am making an effort Mm -hmm. and I am showing that I can do these things. Yeah. And also like if you feel like you want to combine like putting in more effort and also like expressing your love which maybe you're having a hard time like articulating how much you actually love this person writing down your feelings really helps because like no one's listening to you and like it's kind of just like your own personal word vomit and like obviously it's a lot more effective than like being a crazy person and talking to yourself in a mirror right so like let's say you write down all these feelings and like you essentially then end up writing like a love letter i was just gonna say that like your partner would probably be obsessed with that and like you could even turn it into like i don't want to say like a scrapbook but like and like listen like valentine's day is coming up like you could write them like a love letter and like then like put together like a little like photo collage or like even a step further like take different photos from different memories you have with your partner and associate each photo with like a little love letter about that memory and why it's so special to you make a little book out of it i if someone like wrote me a love letter like i would instantly like pass out like that is like i could not imagine like someone like caring that much to write me a letter yeah i wrote someone a love letter once and they read it and went oh my god i'm not in love with you oh Wow. But that's not gonna happen to you. <laughs> right, You're right, safe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so just like think outside of the box. And like if you know you're feeling something and like you don't know how to articulate it 
have a different approach. The love language quiz is so important. Literally reach out to me and I'll send you the link if I have to. Like, it's good for you too to know like this is what I need. Mm -hmm. So maybe because this is what I need, this is what I'm used to giving. But that's not what my partner needs. My partner needs something totally different. Right. And I wasn't even thinking of that because that's not in my own instincts and in my own need. It just like opens your frame of mind. You should take the quiz together actually. Yeah. And honestly, like at the end of the day, I would rather like something like sentimental gift wise than something like expensive. So like- 100%. You don't have, it doesn't have to be expensive. Like if you have a computer and a printer and stuff like that, you can probably do this. Just like be cute about it. Right. Case closed. <laughs> um, okay. This person said, can't tell if I'm overthinking my life or if all of my friends actually don't want me around. This is a habit that I have a lot, but I know that I'm very capable of overthinking. So mm -hmm. like, I'll check in with Jared. Like I'll check in with people about it in like a casual way. Not like asking like, do you like me? But I'll just be like, why am I going through these feelings? And like people have validated me and like kind of been like, you're a psycho. But aside from just like an important thing to do when you're feeling this way, aside from just being like, shoot, I might be overthinking. Like, let me try to like talk to someone I trust is also I try to like think of all the ways I can hold myself accountable mm -hmm. so I'll think to myself like okay what could I legitimately be doing that maybe I'm not aware of like did I say something that upset someone and like maybe they haven't spoken to me about it and like it's causing tension or conflict so I try to check those boxes too and kind of just like put all the pieces together, I guess, to decide like why I'm feeling this way. But I don't know, you're probably overthinking to an extent, but maybe you should also like, just like talk to the people that you yeah. trust. I mean, do you remember like during like Spring Awakening, like I was like having like some weird like feelings in my head. Like I was like, I feel like, it was one of those situations where it was like hard because I was directing a bunch of mm -hmm. my friends. Like it was literally like all people I was friends with. Yeah, you felt like me so, and Daniel Corey didn't like you. Because it was like, <laughs> because it was like I was giving like notes and like, I guess like I have to be like objective and be like, this is like for the good of the show and like whatever. So like it, it was just like hard to do that. Mm -hmm. And like, I would, I remember I was like talking to like you and Danielle and Megan and mm -hmm. I was like, help. Like I, yeah. feel like, I feel these things. And you, the three of you were like, I'm not saying that you're not justified for feeling this way, but like, we're also reassuring you that you don't yeah, have to feel that way. Just, I think that it's, you know, it's one of those things like you have to just think to yourself, like, is this an actual thing? Or is this something that I am fabricating in my brain late at night, spiraling? Yeah, like tossing and turning. Yeah, no, you, you have to weigh it out. But like, we're both giving you examples. Like you have to check in with your friends. Yeah. Like, and also like if you can like go through the day and be like oh wow like that was probably something I didn't need to say yeah like like because we're all like listen none of us are perfect so like you could have every good intention in the world in your friendships and like maybe let's say like you did not realize and you said something you did something that might have hurt someone and it caused tension like it doesn't mean it can't be fixed you don't want to feel and we don't want you to feel like your friends don't want you around. And like, that's probably definitely not it. Yeah. So talk and to people you trust the more and you assess yourself. Like get in your head about it and stuff like the worse you're going to make it yeah. for yourself. Don't just like let it keep bottling <clears> up. Like you, you legitimately have to speak to someone. This person said, and I feel like this is something like, I don't know, you're a guy. So I wonder like what your take is on it. But they said adult in quotes, mean girls, especially in community theater, sad face. Okay, so first of all, um, adult mean girls, like, grow up. Listen, if you guys are adults and you're saying, like, there's adult, like, in quotes, mean girls around you, you're adults, so you don't have to talk to them. Like, you legitimately can just ignore these people. Like, you're not kids. You're forced to be in the same class. You're forced to communicate, do a project together in school. Like, if, if this person is making you feel like they are a mean girl, just ignore, or girls, whoever, fucking ignore them. Bye. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Screw that. Like, don't let someone feel that way. You're an adult. You get to choose who's in your space and, right. like, who you give any attention to and like also if they do something directly mean to you like stand up for yourself yeah don't give also, them the attention of like blowing up like this is community theater yeah like let's like, be real at the end of the day like you know what it wasn't that, that serious. serious it was never that <laughs> <It was> serious <laughs> like these girls are probably not going home and like writing shit about you like in their burn book like <laughs> this bitch is an as a fugly slut like yeah, no. she's probably not doing that like she's probably doing this to be blow off some steam a bitch in yeah. rehearsal because she you know is sad about her life <laughs> yeah like whatever <laughs> who knows like her motive their motive whatever it is like multiple or not it doesn't matter 
Right. Again, stand up for yourself if they're making you feel down about yourself, if they're doing something to you directly. I'm not saying, like, let someone walk all over you, but I'm also saying, again, it's not that serious, like, them taking themselves so seriously. So don't give them the satisfaction and, like, you have the choice to just kind of literally ignore them. Yeah. I know that would be my approach. Like, I, if I felt like someone was trying to be some type of way to me and I, it didn't make me feel good, I would kind of just, like, pretend they don't exist. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, like, has not even just for theater. Like, that has to do with, like, anything in your life. Mm-hmm. Bitches at work, bitches at school. Like, I know, like, there were people, like, that wrote in, like, at some point that were talking about, like, people at school that, like, they hate mm-hmm. and stuff and, like, how they, like, make them feel bad and all these things. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you're there to do school like get what you need out of it and then like ignore the haters but like also it does I will justify this person for a second because like that does suck a lot and like I feel like you definitely know people that like growing up doing theater that you were like oh wow that girl was literally so mean for no reason usually the people I will say I didn't deal with like bullies at all but like I like experienced girls that were just like bitchy or whatever it didn't need to be mean to me specifically but I'm watching them be mean to other people and I'm like and for what and it's crazy too because again it was always the people who were insecure but (laughs) the thing about it that I don't understand is like I am so fucking insecure I legitimately have always been that way and I have never in my life taken it as an excuse to be mean to anyone or make anyone feel bad about themselves because I felt bad about myself. Right. In fact, I would try to do the opposite. I would try to be like, oh my God, I fucking hate myself. So let me like try to make other people feel good so I can like experience that feeling. Yeah. Literally, I would just be like, you know what I would do? This is what I would do. The best way to deal with a mean girl because again, or girls, whatever, probably insecure. When they say something or do something to you that like they think was really smart, just like look at them give them like a little smirk and roll your eyes and be like oh my god and then walk away they will feel like ah, ah, ah. oh my god you don't understand the gravity that not reacting to someone who wants a reaction has is next level it's oh, I everything it. it's everything just like, make them feel like everything they're saying literally doesn't have anything about it that matters there's a reason why those stupid rhymes like i am rubber you are glue Everything that you say bounces off of me and sticks back to you, like all that shit. Yes. Like people sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. hurt like me. don't say that shit out loud. No, like that's then that's at, that's you're, yeah, you're cruising for a bruising. Yeah. <laughs> but like say it in your head. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like it can't affect you that Mm-mm. deeply. Um. Okay. Last one. I have feelings for a girl who has a boyfriend. Allegedly, though, because I don't think he exists, or they may not be together anymore. Is this person like making? up a boyfriend or like is it someone that like you have evidence of their relationship yeah saying like I don't think he exists or they may not be together anymore are like two totally different things right like if they're not together anymore that's fine fair game if he never existed but she talked about him do you really want to be with this person not the one not the one cause like if she's lying about that like who else who knows what else her name could be a lie Mrs. Iglesias. I don't know. I mean, listen, if she's in a relationship and the boyfriend is very real, not do anything back inappropriate, off. Yeah. back off. I don't stand that. That's not what this is. Um, But if like the boyfriend is not a thing, like, I don't know what I, all right, this is my advice to you. Do some digging. Put on your Nancy Drew, Sherlock Holmes cap and Cam Jansen. Yeah. Figure some <laughs> shit out. Cause this is the thing. Like if you want me to do it, I'll do it. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. But you need to do some digging. You need to find out information on this boyfriend. You need to check the um instagram you need to check the social media you need to you've got mutual friends you need to like slyly talk to the friends like you have to figure out what the deal is and then you know whether you make your move or you take a step back because you don't want to be a scumbag yeah yeah Hmm. so what we're saying is get on your computer do your digging and you know Put in the work. You're going to have to put in the work for this yeah. one. This isn't going to come easy. And if you need some sleuths. We got you. We got you. Just, you know, give us like minor information. Dealing with everyone else's problems distracts us from our own. Yeah, no. So, so we're in. I'm all in. Why do you think I started this fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think this all came from? Um. Anywho, listen. Listen up, Buttercup. That's everything for tonight. It's a good haul. It was a good haul. We're going to cap it there because here's the thing. JoJo's going to be back 
for a few reasons just like for this one-on-one little sesh of a podcast episode we'll do this multiple times but there's just like other special things that will happen so you know who's to say who's to say guess you'll have to stick around you know what they always say leave them wanting more right so why don't you plug your like instagram so people know where to follow you the insta is at jojo manasi um j-o-j-o-m-i-n-a-s-i and there's something about saying j-o-j-o that like sounds like something other than your name j-o-j-o like is that another one Come see, come see. I, that's the first thing I said. Ah, oh. uh, cosi cosi. That's what it is. Oh, that's yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, follow Jojo on Instagram because he's cool and my favorite person in the world. And I love you. Thank you for doing this. Of course, I love you too. And I'll see you um, around these parts. Around these, around these halls. I'll see you slipping and sliding, falling, <laughs> tripping, stumbling. Oh, tripping, stumbling. Oh. <laughs> All right. I love you. <laughs> I love you Good too. night, everyone. Um, and follow at the Rambling Pod on Instagram. Stream this. You're obviously already doing it, so you have checked that box. Make sure to rate, review, and follow or subscribe to this podcast. Please rate five stars. Don't give me anything less than five. You've sat through this whole thing. Don't Why are you giving me less than five? Yeah, come, come on. on, grow up. Um, give me five stars and leave a review. I really am trying to boost the algorithm and get this shit going. I already have fans in the UK, Iceland, and Germany. Hell yeah, you do. So we're just really growing here at um, Ramly Pod. So thank you guys for listening. I love you all. And I'll see you next time, honey buns. Hasta la vista. Hasta la pasta. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.